You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. All right, King of the Fourth Quarter podcast, round one. We have a game six. The Celtics blow it on Tuesday night. They had a double-digit lead a couple times in the fourth quarter and just couldn't hold on. A lot of bad things happened. Hard to pick where to start, whether it was turnovers, not really running much on offense, the inability to make any stops on defense, and of course, the performance of Trey Young, which to give him credit, he's been playing phenomenal. I don't feel great, Jim. I don't feel great at all about this team. I think they have shown this throughout the season as far as taking their foot off the gas. We even saw it in game one. I think Atlanta cut it to six at one point in game one when the Celtics had a huge 30-point lead or whatever they had. Uh, in this game, it was just, it was really bad. A lot of bad things. Jason Tatum, I think, played horrible. Um, you might disagree because he had a nice stat line as far as Cisco, but I, I thought he was just terrible. And I think the team lacked edge all game, even though they were winning. I think they thought they were going to roll the balls out and get ready for Philadelphia. And that is just a terrible approach in the playoffs. And credit to Atlanta for taking that disrespect and turning it into a win. Um, The Celtics lacked edge. I think they lacked good coaching. And I think they lacked leadership from the top, from their best player in this game. Uh, So we got a game six tonight, which I'm sure the Celtics are favored and I hope the Celtics blow them out and we can move on, but I got a bad feeling in my stomach about this team and this series. Uh, I'd love to hear your opening thoughts, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, they had control of the game up until the last five minutes of the game, and I didn't think they played particularly well either, but they played more than well enough to advance uh, up until that point. And I just, it's the same old stuff. You know, that's just mind-boggling on how they close games out. You know, they they went before the, the meltdown started. They had three offensive possessions where Tatum threw a cross-court pass. I, I think it was to Brown for a three. They were able to hit another layup. That, you know, before that, Tatum had a pull-up that he made. Yeah. And then he he shot a contested three that really made no sense. Made no sense. And then from there, it just unraveled. And over the last five and a half minutes, you know how many shots he took? Zero. One. Yeah. Jalen Brown, I think, took two, maybe. And then Marcus Smart was an, an absolute train wreck. Now, he was not in for the start of it. So the 6 0 run that started it, he wasn't in for. But. You know, his turnovers, his fouls, I mean, the moving screen from a point guard, you know, to cost you a possession. And then, you know, we we oftentimes say, Mike, that coaches in the NBA don't really – it's a player's league, which it is. But there's a lot to dissect with Joe Mazzula here. And, you you know, you come off of last night too, I think we – be remiss if we don't mention the Bucks went down to the heat and Mike Budenholzer kind of lit himself on fire down there in Milwaukee in game five as they uh, blew a 14-point lead and then lost it in overtime. Um, 
coaches have an impact, particularly in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, to, and, and on the other side, Eric Spolster, right? Yeah, Eric Spolster coached circles around him, and I, I think Quinn yep. has done a good job here with Atlanta. Obviously, you know, Atlanta didn't shoot threes all year, and now they're they're really impacting the game with the three ball. Outshot the Celtics from three in Game Five. The three ball in that last five minutes between Trey Young and John Collins really got them back into the game when the Celtics had a 13-point lead. I, You know, you saw he went double bigs um, with about six minutes to go. And Rob was not getting out on shooters, as he has not been really the entire series. And I don't know if that's game plan or what it is. And, and I kind of understand it with John Collins at first. But he's knocked him down. Yeah, he's knocked him down. He was clearly like Trey Young was just getting them into drive coverage, and they were getting what they want. It was not working. They weren't impacting the ball the right way. It was clear you could not be in double bigs there. You know that it was more important to force misses than it was to really concern about the second chance opportunities at that point. And. What Atlanta was doing is they were just getting going down and getting any any shot they wanted, and they 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 were drilling them. And you know Trey Young, to his credit, he made big shot after big shot, but they weren't heavily contested. He didn't face a ton of ball pressure. Um, it was really mistake prone, and the Celtics started pressing, and then they would foul. And Coach Missoula didn't make any adjustments at all. And the only adjustment he made was to take Derek White out of the game with about three minutes to go. Your third best player was to take him, again, in crunch time, with, you know, an opportunity to move on to the second round with everything, everything laid out in front of this team. You know, there is not a better, there's not going to be a better opportunity than what's laid out right now in these playoffs for the Celtics. And... He just, Missoula just really became a spectator. And, and we haven't even got into the offense, which became walking up, put the ball in Tatum's hand, and really turn it over. After playing 42 minutes of getting whatever you wanted on offense, finding yep. Trey Young in rotation and just getting downhill all game long. We could say they played poorly, but on offense, they did whatever they wanted and scored whenever they wanted, as they have for you know, the first four games of the series. So all of a sudden you can't do anything against that defense. You know, as hot as Atlanta plays, they don't play good defense. And you could not get anything. You scored six points in the final five and a half minutes, six minutes of the game. Four of them were for Rob Williams, a putback, and then a real weird yep. alley-oop dunk off the, off the jump ball. Other, I mean, you really did nothing. And your best players, Smart, Brown, Tatum, they came up small on the offensive side. Came up small. The other, the other two points was off a foul. You know, it was off. So you scored two field goals, and they were both Rob William dunks by accident. You missed three free throws. Yeah, they, they. I think they missed four free throws in the fourth quarter total. So it's four. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been. I I just that's the part that. It just drives you crazy, and I don't want to hear from them that they're going to learn from this because this was Miami again. This was Golden State in Game Four. This, you know, you you should have learned from this. You, they, they are 
even if they get by tonight, right? They have now added more stress to these playoffs. They have given Philadelphia another day to get ready, another couple of days, and be possibly to be healthy or not. I, I mean, that remains to be seen. I think he's still going to be banged up. But they've given them more time. And I, I, it may not cost you this series. I don't think it will. I do think they'll get through tonight. But I've been really wrong throughout these whole playoffs. So who knows? Yeah. I, but this that loss could ultimately derail this season. I, I, I agree. Don't care, even if they get by tonight. And that's, you know, just really disappointing because the Bucks are gone. Philly, you know, is playing well, but Embiid is banged up. He has not looked the same. And things are lined up. They, You have home court throughout the playoffs now. They are lined up for you. And you do not seem primed to take advantage of it. That's my, that's my rant, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean... And we're talking about, like, zero adjustments. The fact that they weren't closing out on Collins and forcing him to put the ball on the ground, just continue to take those threes when he was hitting them. I didn't get that at all. And you're right about Trey Young. His threes weren't really contested at the end of those games. If you rewatch, he was open. And, and not for nothing, for the most of that, most of that game, Rob wasn't getting out on shooters. Most they of can't... those threes were uncontested. They, they they really can't go double bigs against these guys in crunch time. I know it worked in game four, and you know they forced some misses, and they got. But it, the drop coverage is not working against Trey Young and, and Murray right now. They're too comfortable. Like, how much film do you need to watch to see that? Yeah. It does not work against these two guys right now. Well, like, I think the answer's sitting on your bench, not playing. Yeah, well, I think that's you should get the into that. Yeah, you should get into. I think that. I think you can go double big with Grant Williams. I think we've seen him do it his whole career. As you mentioned earlier in the pod, he covered Kyle Lowry in game seven in the, in the bubble years ago when he was a rookie. He's been doing it. The guy covered James Harden this season. Like, we've seen Grant Williams do it and do it effectively. We've also seen him be an effective defensive rebounder. Not great. So I don't understand why he's not playing, especially where at times Rob is ineffective. He's yeah, not rebounding like he's like tripping over himself. I, I I don't I don't get it. But that I mean that's that's a small minute detail. At the end of the day, the Celtics had a double digit lead at the end of game four five, and a game they didn't play well, in my opinion, a game that they didn't really show up for. They were still up, and they blew it. I don't and think it's a minute it. detail though, Mike. I, I I think when you have a one point loss, there is no minute details. I I, I think. Joe Missoula not making an adjustment and getting out of those double bigs, not calling a timeout to stunt the momentum, not bringing, not having Derek White in for the last three minutes until the last couple offensive possessions, you know, doing, you know, playing Blake Griffin, who, by the way, when they started this run, it was a two pick and rolls against Blake Griffin. Yeah. You know, I know he made a hustle play and that's really cute. But it ultimately did not really impact the game at all. Him not being able to defend the screen and roll got Atlanta going and started the run. I, I don't understand why he was even in the game in a closeout game in the fourth quarter. I like It still boggles my mind that he was in and you're not playing Grant. And you brought him in for Hauser, who, by the way, we, we want to shit on him for not playing Grant. Hauser played really well that game. 
There was no reason yeah. to really take out Sam Hauser at that point. He was shooting the ball well and defending well. He was doing the things that Grant Williams, we want Grant Williams to do. So you had a – It's bizarre. Facto, it's, like, there was no reason. There was no reason to bring him in, and it hurt you. You lost offense. And so that's my point. Like, coaches do affect. There are no minute details here in a, in a one-point loss in a closeout okay. game. Okay. And, and he did it in game four. You put Muscala yeah. in randomly. Yeah. Bizarro. It's kind of bananas. I don't understand it. And, and, and Jim, the other part of it for me is, is Jason Tatum. He's going to stop having games like this in the postseason. Yeah, he does. It's happening. It, it's a, it's a, it's a trend and he hasn't shot the ball well at all this series. I mean, he's below, <coughs> I mean, he's going to be what, I don't know his overall numbers, but they're low. One for 10 from three. Why he took that three point shot in the fourth quarter when, you can go to the basket whenever you want. He's he's shown it over and over again. I'm sorry, I'm coughing over here. No, it's you're right. Yeah. He, if he wants to own that DeAndre Hunter matchup, he can, and he has. He, he he can get to the hoop whenever he wants. So your shot's not going. Get to the basket. Look at what Jimmy Butler does. He doesn't need the three point shot, although he's shooting really well. All of a sudden, that guy is just unbelievable. But I. He can get to the hoop whenever they want because there are matchups. If the Celtics just get the Hawks in rotation, that he can take advantage of. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand what they were doing. And they basically, they could have had two point guards on the court with Derek White and Marcus Smart, or Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Once you, that's what it should have been. That's what it been. Smart started, Smart started melting down, and you could have run offense. And even though the Hawks were scoring, if you just scored three more hoops or two more hoops, you would have won. Yep. It's and like I, it's, and plus you would have had more ball pressure on the other end. I, I just. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they they spent this offseason talking about we traded for Malcolm Brogdon for these moments because we needed a guy like that yep. against Golden State, and it, it was not. I mean, he was playing well. And you had Marcus Smart, who's a minus six in the series, by the way, in the game, fucking up over and over again. And you got two guys on the bench that probably should have been in there while you weren't closing out on shooters. Smart and Rob should have went to the bench. White and Brogdon should have been in to close that game. And he, he refuses to do it. And, you know, I, I, I think they should definitely win tonight. I think the Celtics are better. But I think that it, I give Atlanta a shot in the series. The Celtics haven't really shown the ability to cover Trey Young. Haven't really shown the ability to cover Murray in two games now. I'm interested to see what Atlanta's going to do and how the Celtics respond and what Missoula has to, to counter these two guards who are pretty much getting whatever they want. I mean, it almost feels like the Celtics' game plan is to go in and beat Atlanta with their offense and just outscore them. I'm really concerned about the defense because you talk about, well, they can't go to two bigs. Well, when that happens, all Atlanta's does is drag Al Horford out and then shoot it. And the Celtics can't get the rebound. And then when we go two bigs, we can't close out on shooters. I, I just feel like the Celtics defensively are a fucking mess. And I do give Atlanta a chance to have one of the biggest upsets in NBA history. The Celtics have to figure out a way to pressure Trey Young and pressure Murray and make life hard on them. Or these are going to be close games again. It's not going to be a blowout. 
the Celtics got to figure out a way to, to slow those two guys down. I think they're getting whatever they want way too easy. Yeah. I. So the Celtics were able to do this in game four. And that's the thing that kind of like drives you nuts. And I, I know that the double bigs worked down the stretch, but they didn't go double bigs the whole game. And, and they were able to team rebound um, and, and get out on the gods enough to make it, you know, at least at least difficult. You know, Atlanta made some shots. There's no doubt in game four, but I thought the Celtics did a really good job of, of team rebounding and putting ball pressure on Atlanta constantly. And it got them into a lot of fast break situations and they controlled the game. Pretty much throughout. I know Atlanta might have got within six at one point and maybe four, but every time they did, the Celtics were able to stretch it out to 10, 12, somewhere in that range because they they continued with that ball pressure and, and they were able to rebound. And I thought come the end of the game in the fourth quarter, Atlanta was kind of gassed. Um, but you're right. I, I think they, they're home now. Um, they, the shooters are going to be more comfortable, as we saw in game three. Um, you know, and I, I don't think Atlanta will win. I, I don't think they will, they will win this series. I just don't think they're good enough to, um, but the Celtics have, you know, if you don't get by tonight, game sevens, you, you, I don't want to say anything can happen in game seven because I think that's kind of cliche, but if it, it's one game and if someone gets hurt, you know, who knows how things can go. Yeah, and if you know, they had a chance to close it out, and they should close it out tonight. In fact, I'm hoping that they are in a very similar situation than they were in Game 5 because I want to see them. I want to see how they respond. I want to see if they can finally learn from something like this. Well, uh, you know what's going to happen tonight. I mean, it's pretty historical that, it happens quite often with Tatum in the playoffs when he has a game like this. He's going to drop thirty to forty tonight. Well, if he does that, so, they'll win. Yeah, so I hope yeah. they, I hope they close that with a win. But at the same time, Jim, I think Trey Young's going to drop thirty or forty. I do. I think this is going to yeah. carry over. So I, I, we're going to. I think we're going to have an, like one of those epic battles tonight. I really hope the Celtics close out because I get worried about them in the game seven with, uh, you know. Maybe the moment's too big. So we'll see. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I still, you know, I, I, I know how much better they are, but I'm a little nervous. Um, and even going forward, I'm, I'm a little nervous just because. Oh, I sure. Know they're, they should be. Yeah, no, because I, I know they're more talented to. than these teams, but like, well, and I know yeah. it's hurt, but like if they're playing the Knicks in the series right now, and the Knicks kind of like, to me, remind me of the Hawks with more talent. They have the size. They oh, have the point guard that the, the Celtics. Yeah, they're much yeah, better. They have the point, but yeah. they're built like the Hawks, is what I'm saying. They have the point guard that the Celtics can't cover. Um, they they probably have the best addition of the trade deadline. I can't remember his name, the wing they picked up. Josh Hart. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like how confident would I be with the way the Celtics have played against New York? So they gotta figure this out, man. This is the year for them. It really oh, yeah. is set up for them. Yeah, Mike, there's a lot to be concerned on, and I, I know we got to wrap real quick, but you even look at that last possession for Atlanta. You got a clean catch from Young. You have Brown giving him cushion. No, not nearly as much ball. Pressure. No double no, team. No double team. No consideration team. of a trap. 
It's like, what the fuck are we doing during these timeouts? What are we doing? And you knew, you knew he was going to do it. You knew he was going to take that shot. Like, if you didn't know, you haven't been fucking watching basketball. And you didn't even make a difficult for him. You did. Oh. You, you made it. You didn't even make him consider having. I would have rather anyone else on that Hawks team with an open shot. Exactly. You know, because they would have missed it. They would have missed live, it. Then, then you live with it. But yep. I, this is um, this is really tonight. So Tuesday, we can close with this, Mike. If you have final thoughts, fine. But uh, Tuesday night was a huge moment for this era of the Celtics losing that game. Tonight is even bigger. It's either yep. the opportunity to really turn the page, and we won't ultimately know that until this the, the season's completed. We could look back, Dan Charnas, as Dan Charnas said in his column, you can look back and say this was kind of the moment they all figured it out, and they went on to win a championship. So, or, or tonight, yep. you know, it's going to give us another answer. You know, it's so tonight's either going to start, you know. Answering a question, or it's going to answer. And if we get an answer, it's going to be that's a bad thing because that means they, you know, we're going to a game seven. If we start answering a question, that means they're moving on tonight for this era of the Celtics, for this Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown Celtics. It's a huge night. I, I just think it's a huge night. And um, hopefully they respond. Yeah, hopefully they respond. And my closing thoughts are. Just reiterating what we talked about. I mean, Jimmy Butler ended the Bucks season. Oh, he was just Jimmy like, Butler. Oh my god! So, um, the 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 New York Knicks. If you're a Knicks fan, it's going to be very exciting that your team's probably going to the conference finals. Um, so it's set up for the Celtics. If Joel Embiid's healthy, I think it's a coin flip. As far as who's going to win that series, that's where my confidence is with Boston. And then out West, the Golden State Warriors, Jimmy, are most likely going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Um, they just won't go away. So those are my closing thoughts. Celtics yeah, are Yeah, Link is Warriors in the second round. Suns, Nuggets, what a what a conference semis out there. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. I just don't think the Lakers can cover the Golden State guys. No, they, they can't. can't. I think Anthony Davis is really soft. Just a soft, soft player, and I think he'll get. Yeah, paid. I know you think that. I think he is. I the way I look at Anthony Davis is, I think sometimes he's the best player in the world, and then other days he's soft as like soft as shit because he's had some games in this series where, if you were calling him soft, you're crazy. Um, but he's had some games in this series where he's looked like Luke Cornett. <laughs> so well, I don't, the last I don't know. two have been really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The last yeah, two, the last two have been really bad. Hey, yeah, no, it's it's going to be an exciting playoffs. The East is really wide open right now, and it's set up for the Celtics team. And it's set up that maybe this should there's not going to be as much stress as we thought there there would be, or perhaps there's going to be a lot more, and that's going to be all self inflicted. So we'll see. I mean, we, we we should be looking at a, the Celtics and the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. That should be happening. Yeah, like, and, the Knicks are fun, and the Knicks are a fun, tough team, but that's another team the Celtics should Which just be. handle. They should just handle them. And, and, but we may not get there, Mike. And I think yeah. tonight, tonight's going to be telling. Uh, we'll get to those sixes. I, I don't believe this Hawks team 
I understand what you're saying, and you give them a shot. I get it. But I do not think this Hawks team is capable of pulling this out. But I, 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 I just don't know. This, by dragging this out and adding this stress and having the same issues, you that loss might not derail this series, but it could derail the season. And they need to respond tonight. Everybody enjoy the game tonight. All right. And we'll see you on our next pod.